Welcome to Retirement Unlimited with Randy Barkley and Jeremiah Lee. This is a program where we discuss life's hard financial questions to help you make smart decisions about your money. I'm a certified financial planner and Jeremiah is a California licensed attorney. We work together at Tricord Advisors. Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm where we help our clients build the life that they love. If you have a topic you'd like to hear us discuss on future episodes, just send us an email. Use the contact button on our website, retirementunlimited.com, or just give our office a call. Our phone number is 951-684-7011. Welcome to the Tricord Advisors podcast. We're going to talk about what people worry about. We get clients all the time who have worries. They have risk. concerns. Yeah. They, they see a risk. Yeah. And we're just going to run through a list of questions that we see as kind of the top questions we get from folks. What what are they worried about? And hopefully these address what you guys are worried about. Um, the first one that we see is, is that I see a lot is longevity risk. Well, it's it's the, the question is, will I outlive my money? Will I outlive my money? Do am I going to have enough? Yeah. And knowing that that's a, a goalpost on that question are a little nebulous. No one really knows exactly how long they're going to live. And are they going to live longer? I mean, I, th- I think uh, recently you have an aunt. Yes. Uh, her husband just passed away and he was a hundred, right? Yeah. yeah. But how many husbands did she have? Has she had in her life so far? Yeah. She, this is, you know, over time, this is her fourth husband and due to various you know, illnesses and things over time, you had, you had cancer for some, had, and a number of things over the years. And, and the start of her life, there's no way she could have predicted that. No, that's right. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, that's right. And she's, you know, in her, in her late nineties herself. And, and to kind of say, you know, what life has taken with different, you know, spouses as well as her own health um, of staying active. And there's a part of, I think the, the piece that people can control is is a good piece of staying active, right. staying fit. You know, being being mindful of your own health, and some of those things are useful. Some of it, it's unrelated. You just get a sickness, you get an accident. But the question that we get is, regardless of how long I live, whether that's you know sixty or one hundred and twenty, <laughs> um, how am I going to not outlive my money? And for someone who has a really strong pension, so mm-hmm. you know, maybe two, a couple have been teachers, or they work for a county job, they were. Uh, police officer, they were a firefighter, often they'll have these really good pensions and then right. their concerns, you know, become more inflation and things like that. Cause they know they'll get a, a paycheck over and over again. And will, and will their pension keep up with inflation? Now tied to that is, is longevity risk. Yeah. In other words, if they retire at 55 and they live to be a hundred, that's 45 years. And yeah. will their cost of living outstrip their mm-hmm. benefits from their pension, you know, yep. and there's a lot of factors that go into that decision process. But um, again, I think the longevity is an issue that comes down to it. And I always come back to it is it's debt, how you manage debt mm-hmm. within your household, because if you go into retirement and you have a large amount of debt, mm-hmm. it's it's going to have an impact upon the income, no matter where your income source is yeah, coming from. Great, right? great question. So, you know, pension, we just talked about, or someone who is just retiring, have a 401k or something like that and they right. have to live off of it to your comment if if they have a large outflow mainly due to debt um if they have even just large living expenses you know it, it becomes a harder question to say okay how long will this last so I, I mean i don't think it's underrated i think it what it needs in this level of risk is math <laughs> i think it needs some real planning right to say here is what my life really looks like here's what it takes for me to live Here's the potential expenses coming my way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you have people who have uh, in-laws or parents that they know they're going to have to care for. Um, most people we work with have already paid for their kids' college, but often right. that's also an expense. 
and to say, let, let's put some real numbers on what could happen. Mm-hmm. Let's put some real numbers on the, the, what your life costs and let's get a real view of your income mm-hmm. and compare that. And to me, that that's some yeah. real planning. Right. And so the, the biggest, I think to me, what, what can you do about it? That's part of what we're addressing today is what are these risks? What are these worries? And realistically, what can you do about it? I think the longevity risk is planning. Mm-hmm. And so you'll know, okay, my money, where else what I do is going to last till I'm 90. However, from 90 to 100, or if I need long-term care, that's where my risk needs yeah, to be. Yeah, I mean, there's there's factors. There's factors. We're going to talk a little bit more about healthcare, but uh, things can happen in your life that can obviously disrupt your plan. Yep. I mean, there, you could have an accident. You could have an illness. You could have a death in your family. There's a lot of factors. You lose your job. You could be selecting a job, and all of a sudden, you're unemployed for several years, yep. uh, or you have to make a, a shift. I mean, there's factors that go into that. Um, but at the end of the day, if you start out and you plan for an outcome, you know, 30, 40 years from now, most likely you're going to hit it. Yeah. yeah. And it's a great comment. Cause I think most people, when they think about this, they leave it kind of nebulous and they just say, there's this and there's that and there's this, and they have right. all these fears swirling. But when you do the planning process, it really is to write those down get them listed, evaluate what those risks really are, and then find solutions to them. You know, yeah, for example, yeah. of an early death, uh, you know, a lot of folks, life insurance is a great solution to that right. risk. And once they have the plan set up and then the appropriate life insurance obtained, well, that risk is in essence neutralized. And as you do the planning process, if you neutralize all the realistic risks, mm-hmm. you're left with a plan that is fairly solid and can give someone a lot of peace. So I think the, the answer to that is for longevity risk is really do some good planning. Right. Um, the next one we want to talk about is market volatility. Yeah. We have clients all the time that that see the, the headlines of the day and the markets go up and the markets go down. And, and more importantly, the markets of the day or the headlines want you to see those because they typically are guiding you to make a decision that may or may not be in your best interest. But they have kind of an alarmist yeah. uh, voice to them. I, I call them the, you know, the, you know, um, you know, panic pushers. I yeah. guess is the best way to That's say right. that. Well, it's hard to get good data because you have headlines which right. are looking for, you know, in our day and age, they're looking for eyeballs. They have, they have people watching the ads so they get ad, uh, ad revenues to those companies. So the, the actual companies are probably looking for revenue. The economists. You know, you know, economists, some of them are great, but often they're very pessimistic and kind of, you know, uh, boring to listen to for a lot of folks. And so it's, it's hard to find. You have, you know, grappling headlines or great grabbing headlines. Then you have this other data that's dry and hard to get through and trying mm-hmm. to find your way. And so a lot of what we do with our clients is we, you know, digest all that and put it into a normal conversation and kind of talk through what what is a normal market volatility? What is a normal expectation they should have going forward? And we have a number of clients that have stopped looking at accounts on a daily basis. You know, they'll look at which is which is really a good thing to do. Really healthy for their psyche, yeah. and you know, as they as they evaluate their money, because there's a being a good steward, which is you know quarterly looking at things. It could be even you know every few weeks looking at things, making sure you're doing the best you can with your finances. However, there's also getting lost in the moment and lost in the headlines and the fear and the concern, feeling that you need to find some secret knowledge to protect yourself or protect your family. And I, I feel we get clients lost in that that grasping for this secret knowledge or make the puzzle fit together and then they'll be okay. And, and you know, kind of having to acknowledge like there isn't a secret answer out there and there's not, the puzzle's never going to fully fit because it's always moving. And so to have a portfolio that makes sense for their life and have it well invested and well monitored is important. So the question is, does the turtle really win the race? Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah that's a great question. Right? Yeah. Is that, I mean, does the turtle really win? 
And I would say historically, yeah, the turtle does win. Yeah. And you stay, you plod and you continue on a course, but you just don't try to you know, intercept that. You let the professionals do what they're supposed to do. And we spend a lot of time trying to measure professionals and what's their performance, yeah. how have they done in good times, how have they done in bad times. But more importantly, what have they done over the course of time that we're working? And you and we compare them. We yeah. compare them. And there's this is a very competitive business. When you're when you're in the investment side of this, it's extremely competitive. And we all hear about, I, I would say, the outliers, the people mm -hmm. that have made extraordinary returns. There is a whole bucket load of people that haven't performed well. And maybe they'll be down one or two years, but then over the long haul, they could be very good investment managers. But the turtle really does win the race, in yeah. my in my opinion. I think so. But I, I don't think I'm going to call Warren Buffett a turtle. <laughs> no. However, but his long-term view, you know, we were talking recently that he's bought more of Bank of America. And the comment we were having internally is that, you know, he's not buying Bank of America for the week right. or for the month or for a little bump in price. He's probably going to hold that stock for a decade. You know, he's making a, a, a purchase of what he thinks is a good underlying company. And he's moving forward in that direction. Um, and, and for him, he's taking a long-term approach. So even though, like I said, no one will call him a, a, a turtle, they would look over the long-term and say, I, wow, he's been phenomenal over the long-term. Yeah, and I think he will be the first one to admit that the time that he was born into was to his advantage mm -hmm. because of just the way the economy and finances were structured. And he was allowed to do some of the things that he, if he was born in a different time, he wouldn't have been able to accomplish. I'm not sure if I necessarily agree with that. I think he's got... Uh, great prowess. I think he understands mm. finance and balance sheets, but more importantly, he also understands the integrity of the people, the management of a company. And he does a great deal of investigation in that because he typically doesn't start companies from scratch. He will buy existing companies. And that's kind of what we do from the standpoint of selecting companies. Yeah, and we're, we're constantly looking at their information to see if that do we have good companies, right? Yeah, that's great. And so part of market volatility, what can you do? I think you can you can get a good portfolio and let it be a good portfolio and right. not try to noodle it and not try and overwork it. You know, just let it be, you know, let it move forward and know that there's if you're in the appropriate type of portfolio, the volatility is manageable. Yeah. And I think the 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 chicken little mentality will always come back to hurt you. In other words, if you hear something and and you get this concern, this anxiety, and you start running around thinking, okay, the world's going to end, the world's going to end. Uh, generally, I, I, I've i been in this business for over 40 years, and I can tell you in that 40 years, the world has never really ended. Now, is has there been risk? Has there been times when we've been fraught with concern? Yes, of course. But the people that overreacted are typically the people that lost money. Yeah. The people that underreacted are the people that stayed the course, and they're the ones that did okay. Yeah, they got through. And kind of relying on the growth of the U.S. economy, or a lot of these, the right. U.S. or world economies over the last you know decade after decade after decade. Right. That, that's probably a better underlying view of as we grow and, and, and our country grows, you know, to, to stay with that rather than picking a specific winner and loser in the moment. Right. So one more that we'll get through before we take a break, um, talk about healthcare costs. We have a number of folks who are worried about healthcare. And they're worried about, you know, what am I going to be, what's it going to cost in the future? You know, can I pay for this? And some of that is really valid. You'll say, what if there's long-term care events? You know, right. and, and they kind of go through that. Some of that, I think, is also subject to, we are in an age, I, I think, of healthcare innovation, healthcare delivery, you know, things like that. I, I don't know when I'm 90, you know, what is going to be available to me. I don't know if I have a personal robot. <laughs> I don't know if I have tele telemed. I, 
I'm not I'm not sure what what that will look like or what it will cost. Well, I think I think we can pretty much believe that healthcare is going to be different yeah. and the delivery of healthcare will be different in time to come. Yeah. First of all, they, they have to streamline the costs. They have to figure out how to get the costs under control because they can't do that by just adding more and more people to the to the process. It's very expensive not only to provide uh, care at the hospital, it's just putting more people on it, but also long-term care. If you are right. in a ambulatory situation or convalescent situation, mm-hmm. you can't just be adding people to take care of this individual. There has to be some technology that will come into play here to help keep the cost down, right? That's right. Yeah, and I, and I feel like we're on the cusp of some of that. Oh, you know? sure. Um, you know, there's already things that are, you know, telemed is a good example of, of being able to get your doctor and have a virtual appointment. Works for some things, doesn't work for everything. But as we find a solution, I think healthcare costs are going to be um, shifting, and they're a concern, absolutely. But where where there will be, I'm not sure. So I think it's, it's a little bit of uh, holding on for the roller coaster and seeing as our com- uh, as our world develops of what what right. we can provide as far as high quality care at low cost. We're going to take a break. We have a few more of a kind of client worries that we want to address and talk about today. So come on back. You know, retirement is supposed to be a secure time. Are you secure? Do you and your loved ones have the information needed to make the right decisions about retirement? You need counsel, not another salesperson, an advisor that looks out for your interest more than theirs. This is Dennis Prager, and I'd like you to call Randy Barkley, a certified financial planner who's been serving the Inland Empire for over 26 years. He's a retirement specialist who works for you on all the important and often confusing things that determine how comfortable you are in retirement. Call Randy Barkley for a free consultation and learn for yourself what I've learned. He can be trusted. Randy Barkley, 888-627-8371, 888-627-8371. Or visit me, Randy Barkley, at retirementunlimited.com. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer. This is Randy Barkley and Jeremiah Lee, and you're listening to Retirement Unlimited. Let's continue the conversation, Jeremiah, on healthcare. And I, I am more concerned about when we sit down and talk with a client, there's really nobody that they've named either in informally or formally to step in to make decisions for them yeah. in the event that they're not able to make decisions for themselves. Yeah. And it could be illness, but it also could be an accident that occurs. And all of a sudden they're in a situation where there's nobody that's providing that healthcare directive uh, for that particular yeah. individual. And, and generally then the, the hospital look for a next of kin, right? Someone to make a choice. And that could be a not saying a strange brother, but you know, someone who is you've not connected with or you wouldn't right. want to be making that choice for you. And this actually dovetails really nicely into kind of the next worry we had is is estate planning. And right. when I say estate planning, you know, we talk about wills and trusts, but just like you said, advanced healthcare directives, all those items. And this is I mean, we hear people come in, and I think it's interesting is what we you know, what people worry about. I think people have the right amount of concern about their estate planning when they come in, but often they have not enough action behind it. I'm amazed at how many folks we have that that are in their 50s and 60s and just don't have an right, estate plan. Right. Or that they did one 20 years ago and it's really not relevant to their current. Well, everything's day. changed. Their children have grown. They've got yeah. they've listed other people as as their successor trustees or executors or executrixes. 
um, there's changes have occurred over 20 years yeah. and they haven't made any changes to their planning. Their plan, yeah. And I think it, it's almost like when I spoke, speak with people about this, it's almost like they have this, this should mentality. I should do this. I need to do this. But I don't know that they have enough teeth right. to really you know, be worried about it. Uh, whereas they might be worried about, you know, like you said, inflation or things we talked about in the first section. But, you know, for estate planning, man, people who've gone through it and had to administer their parents' estate and they did not have appropriate estate planning in place, they realize this can be a nightmare for the next right. generation. This can be difficult. And on one side, people say, well, I'm dead. It doesn't matter. You know, well, well one, it does. It, it's your assets and it's well, your, your family. But the other piece is there's a, a lot of us, the estate planning that applies while you're alive. And the piece that you just mentioned is who's going to make a medical choice for you and Man, to, to have an, a car accident and then have your eyes open and realize that someone that you don't overly trust in your family is the person giving instructions to the doctors. Right. Um, gosh, that, that can't be a fun moment. So part of estate planning is advanced health care directive. You name the person you want making medical choices. Right. Another part is a power of attorney that says, I want this person in my life to make financial choices for me. And those are both why you're living. And then if you're to pass away, that's when your will and your trust kind of can kick in and really... Um, have great value to you. And, and the biggest piece I see with families is just taking out the guesswork, taking out the, um, am I going to get this? Are they going to get this? When people have a well-drafted trust, primarily in California, if they have real estate um, or just other assets, the trust is the primary vehicle we use for this. It, if it's well-drafted, it makes it very clear. This is mm -hmm. who gets what, this is how it's all going to happen. And it makes the the trustee's job, whoever's kind of stepping into your shoes, Pretty easy. I mean, they got marching right. orders, they got power, and they 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 kind of get to work in administering this trust. And you know, kids can feel good or bad about you know, what they're getting, but the question of of the ambiguity is is taken out of it. Yeah, and that's a really really nice place to be in when someone's trying to administer a trust. So for estate planning, I would say people need to you know have it on their bucket list less and actually have it on the forefront and get it done faster. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we recently have a client who we've been working with for a long time. I mean, over 10 years, and we've been trying to get them to do their estate planning. And we just found out that the wife passed away suddenly. And I, I'm kind of crestfallen by it all yeah. because we have That's tried right. to get them to do estate planning. And we've talked about it and talked about it. And there was even a point in time where the husband was in the hospital and he requested that we come down and help him witness a will that was uh, kind of hurriedly drafted. But even after that, if we recovered, we said, okay, we need, we need to do some serious conversation about this and get a plan in place. And I think what is disappointing is the fact that we were almost to the finish line, not realizing that the wife was that ill and then she passed away. Yeah. And it's really sad. It's no, really it sad. is. No, it is hard. And to have people with that um, mindset to say, it's important, I want to get to it, but I'll get to it later. No, it's because it's a conversation about death, you know, considering their own mortality, or um, if it's just not a convenient thing to get through, or they have a lot of confusion. What do they, what do they want to happen? Right. Um, but getting that stuff in place and finalized acts is a great safety net. So estate planning, I think people should worry, worry less, but just get it done. So you don't have to worry about it anymore. Um, the next one I'd say we get a lot of worries about is taxes, 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 taxes. People worry, you know, that they are going to be either decimated by taxes or pay too many taxes. And part of what we talk about is that taxes are a part of life, but you can be very strategic on how and when. And I, and I think triggered. I think the key thing for the what we try to get, give clients advice on is how to use taxes, you know, to leverage a better return on capital. For example, if you put money into an IRA or a 401k or some kind of tax deferred program, taxes is a big part of the total return because you're actually reducing your taxable income by your contribution. There's a lot of conversation about Roth, 
And of course, people say, should I put money into a Roth account versus an IRA account, traditional IRA account? And the answer is it all depends. Yeah. You know, again, we want to utilize taxes to the benefit of the contribution because in essence, the government becomes your partner when you're making those contributions. Yeah. And there's a number of things that, that I find for taxes that um, people worry about. And what you really need to do is have a real conversation with someone who knows about taxes, right. whether it's an advisor, whether it's a, a, an accountant, someone. So for example, when people have real estate and they're looking to transition into the next generation, there's some, what I would even go as far as say some right ways and some wrong ways to right. do it based on the tax implications. There's some major tax benefits to doing it in a, an appropriate manner. Same with uh, people will talk about 1031 exchanges. It's an IRS tax code, you know, 1031 uh, of how you transition from one rental to another rental. And man, there are some great tax benefits there. And um, so I mean, a, a while ago, it was saying uh, the only people, uh, you talk about the, the credit cards that right. you get benefits from. And it says basically the only people who are, are being impacted by those are the people who are not using points credit cards. Because everyone, you know, every credit card has this much cash back, this much points. The only people who are not benefiting are those who are not using credit cards for points at all. They're experiencing higher prices without any sort of benefit. And I would say same for taxes. Like the only people who are really impacted here are people who are doing no tax planning. They're just walking through their life and making choices with their assets and without consulting a CPA or an advisor. And they're probably overpaying and they don't even realize it. Right. But the folks who, I think they can worry less about the, the, the fine details of how much they have to pay, but just taking some of those big buckets of making some really good choices on deferring income into retirement, you know, deferring some of those taxes, transitioning real estate from one generation to a next efficiently. Like there's some major, major tax savings that people um, can take hold of with just a little bit right. of planning. Right. Again, how your uh, IRA is set up in the beneficiary designations Again, to your spouse, it, they just become, it becomes their IRA account, typically. Uh, to your children and or other beneficiaries, you have to do some planning. And um, we've ran across some situations where just beneficiary designations can be, have a horrible outcome yeah. uh, if it's not done right. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's a lot of ways that you can title or you can state the beneficial designation. And this is probably one of the key things that I've heard from clients and prospective clients, that is a misstatement. They'll say, "It, it. I did my trust. I, I did my, I did mm. my estate plan. Therefore, my IRA, my four hundred one k, is in the trust." And we have to pause. We have to stop and say, "No, it's not. It, it goes. It gets distributed based upon beneficiary designations, and it, you better review those periodically." Because it can turn into an absolute mess yeah. for the beneficiaries. That's holistic. I mean, this kind of ties back to the estate plan we just talked about, like taxes and estate planning. It, it, it's a holistic view that you need. Right. And I'd say that you know what piece can you control? I would say you know don't worry as much, but get some help. Right. Um, the last one we'll, we'll talk about a little bit and just shortly is, is Social Security. Um, yeah. We get worries about Social Security. Uh, I say consistently, is it still going to be here? Is it going to be different? And I think that the big takeaway at the time we have left is to say Social Security in some form will be there in the future. We right. anticipate. We also anticipate it's going to be different. And so right. what you can do as an individual is make sure that you're not fully dependent on Social Security as it exists today. Right. You know, I think there'll be changes because it's just the the matter of uh, demographics. People are getting older. There's less people that are contributing to Social Security. So the government will make changes accordingly, right? Yep. Yep. And you have to respond and not worry. If you miss any part of this episode, you can go to our website, retirementunlimited.com, or you can find us on YouTube. Until next week, folks. May you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening.
Information and ideas discussed on this program are in the nature of general comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Do not constitute legal or financial advice and do not create an attorney, client, or fiduciary relationship. Any examples or circumstances discussed are fictional. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor, tax consultant, or attorney, as well as conduct their own due diligence prior to making any decisions. Investments involve risk and the possibility of loss, including the loss of principal. All situations are different and results may vary. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent, California license number 0518567. And Jeremiah Lee is a California licensed attorney and is responsible for this communication. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisory firm. Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB.